Hello children, how are you? I hope you're well and that you had a nice week last week and that school was fine. So we are going to look at a lesson following the Ezra lesson we did last week. Uh, but before we do that, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you because it's living and active and it has something to communicate to us even today. We pray that as we go through this lesson that you will speak to us, that you will help us understand and that you will help us live lives that please you, um, that will do the things that you would have us do for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. Alright, so, as I was saying, I hope you're well. Please make sure you have your Bible and notebook with you so that we can go through the lesson together. And as we start out today, I just want you to think about something. So, have you ever seen someone do something wrong? yet they knew it was wrong. Have you ever seen someone do something wrong and they know it's wrong? Either at home or at school or on the road? What was it? Uh, maybe if you have a neighbor, you can tell them. But also, have you ever done something wrong yet you know the right thing to do? What was it? Um, it's very common for people to do wrong things even when they know the right things. For example, if you're at school, there are rules at school. Maybe don't run on the stairs or don't step on the grass. And everybody knows that rule, but somebody still runs when the teacher is not around or they step on the grass or at home. They tell you don't watch TV after 9 p.m. You should go to bed. But as soon as you find that you realize that there is no adult or your parents have gone to bed, you sneak back into the place where you can watch TV, you turn it on and watch. And then when you hear them coming, you turn it off and hide. Or, um, let's see... There are so many things that we are told not to do and we know because we've been told, but then we do them. Another example that I see every day, almost every day as I move is the way people use the road, the, the way border border riders use the road, especially in the evenings, I think. They go on the wrong side of the road and start riding from there and I am sure they know it's the wrong side. Because even, even, even someone who's three years old can tell that that is the wrong side of the road. So people do wrong things even when they know they are wrong. And even when they know the right thing to do. And the question is, why? What causes people to do wrong things even when they know they are wrong? And... Or maybe why do you think people break rules when they know the rules? So in the, in the story we are going to look at today, 
The people knew what they are supposed to do, but still they did the wrong thing. Let's find out what was going on with them and what the problem was and maybe what the solution could be. So last week you looked at, or we looked at people coming back from exile under King Cyrus of Persia and King Darius. The people were led by someone called Zerubbabel and Jeshua. When God's people were going into exile, God had promised that they will eventually come back. So after many, many years, King Cyrus wrote um, a rule that ev um, a message that told everyone, anyone who wants to go back to Jerusalem can go back and rebuild the temple. So the first group of people who went into exile or into a foreign land came back under Zerubbabel and Joshua and they built the temple, they rebuilt the temple that had been destroyed. So today we see another group coming back and we see what they came to do. So if you have your Bibles, please open your Bible to Ezra chapter 7. Ezra chapter 7. And our learning, our title for the lesson today is Rebuilding the People. So we'll be reading from Ezra chapter 7, chapter 9, and chapter 10. But for now, I would like you to open to Ezra chapter 7. Because it's a big story or a long story or a lot of stuff to read, I'm going to tell you the story and then we'll read some of the things. So... When God's people were in exile, one of the people in exile was a man called Ezra. Ezra was a priest. He was a teacher of God's law. He obeyed God. He liked obeying God's law and he also liked teaching people God's law so that they can obey. But he was one of the people who was in exile in the foreign land. So he didn't come back with the first group. He had stayed there. So in Ezra chapter 7, we see the king telling him, telling Ezra that he can go back to Jerusalem and other people can go with him. So let me just read verse 1 um, and I'll tell you where I'll end. So Ezra chapter 7, verse 1, it says, after these things, during the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shulam, basically a descendant of Aaron, came up from Babylon. So I'm at verse 6. He was a teacher well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given the king had granted him everything he had asked for, for the hand of God was on him. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants, also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Verse 8, Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He began his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month. For the gracious hand of God was on him. 
so i've read verse one verse six seven eight and nine of ezra chapter seven so this ezra talked to the king and the king gave him permission to come back to jerusalem from babylon in exile where they were and he came back with uh, some people some of the priests some of the levites some of the people who were basically serving god who are meant to serve God in the temple, the gatekeepers, and all these people. But before he left, the king gave Ezra instructions of what to do in Jerusalem. So look with me at verse 11. Ezra chapter 7, verse 11. It says, this is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given Ezra the priest a teacher of the law, a man learned in the matters concerning the commands and the decrees of the God of Israel. Verse 12, Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of God, of the God of heaven. Greetings. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. And then he went on to give him instructions of what they should do or what he should do. The king of Persia gave Ezra a letter instructing him to go to Jerusalem and do three things. The first one was make sure that the people in Jerusalem were using the money given by the king of Persia in the right way. That they were using the money in the right way that was the first thing make sure that people are using money in the right way and they were supposed to use it to buy things for worship in the temple and to worship god so ezra was supposed to make sure that's what they are using the money for number two he was supposed to make sure that all the gold and silver that the king of persia and the people had collected that it was safely delivered to the temple so when Ezra was leaving, the king gave him gold and the king gave him silver and he gave him other things. And also people collected things. And Ezra was supposed to make sure these things leave Babylon and they reach Jerusalem and they are delivered to the temple. That's the second thing. The third thing, he was supposed to make sure that all the people understood and obeyed the law of God. All the people in Jerusalem understood and obeyed the law of God and those who didn't know he was supposed to teach and anyone who didn't obey the law of God was supposed to be punished. So Ezra went with all the other Levites and priests who volunteered to go with him. He went and he managed to do the first two jobs or the first two tasks. Make sure that the people are using the money the right way the money that has been given by the king of Persia in the worship of God, to make sure that the gold and everything else arrives safely in the temple. He made sure those things happened. The third rule or the third, the third instruction was the one that was hard. When he came to do that one, then he got a problem. Some of the people, when he arrived, some of the people who had come back from Babylon, the one who had come before him, had married people from other parts of other nations, people who didn't worship God, people who followed other idols, people who, people who didn't know God. 
They had married those people and that was against God's laws or one of God's rules. This was really bad because when the people were being taken to a foreign land or to exile, one of the things they had done wrong was marry people from other nations who worship other gods and those people cause them to worship those gods and turn away from God. And because of that, God was angry with them and he sent them out of the land. Now they had come back and they had done exactly the same thing that had caused them trouble in the first place. They had married women from other nations. Ezra was very upset when he heard this because he knew that before this same wrong thing had caused people to worship false gods and turn away from God. I don't know if you remember the lesson from Solomon. Solomon had very many wives and they had many gods. And when they came, when he married them, each wife would say, Ah, me, I worship the moon. So you put for me a shrine here and then they put. The other one says, me, I worship cows. Then the other one says, me, I worship trees. And they all started building little worship places for the things they worship. And because there were so many, they started leading Solomon away from worshipping God and also the people in the kingdom from worshipping God. And that kept on going on and on and on until almost everyone in the kingdom was worshipping other things and turned, they had turned away from God. So this same thing is where people had gone again. So this upset Ezra. And he... He called the people together and he went and talked to God and he confessed their sin. And he prayed and prayed and eventually the people came to Ezra and they told him, we know we've sinned, we know we've done wrong. So this is what we are going to do to correct the wrong thing we've done. We are going to send all those people that we married from other nations. We are going to send them away, the women and their children. We are going to send them away so that we don't annoy God and so that we don't go back to worshipping idols. So the story ends when the families are broken. The fathers stay, the mothers and the children go away. But the problem is not God's law. The problem is the people disobeyed God's law and caused a problem which caused another problem and another problem. But I want us to read some of those passages before I explain something. So about the first law, Ezra chapter 7, verse, I think let's start, um, let's start at verse 14. Look at verse 14. It says, you are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and the gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem. So that's the, take those things to the temple. Verse 16 together with all the silver and the gold you obtained from the province of Babylon, as well as the free will offerings of the people and priests from the temple of their God in Jerusalem. About worship, make sure that people are using the money the right way. This is what the king said to Ezra. Verse 17, 
With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs together with their grain offerings and drink offerings and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. Verse 18, you and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and the gold in accordance with the will of your God. Then about delivering everything to the temple, verse 19, deliver to the God of Jerusalem all the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God. So those are the first two things Ezra was supposed to do. And Ezra managed to do them. Then the third thing Ezra was supposed to do, look with me at Ezra chapter 7, verse 25. It says, And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of the trans all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who don't know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property, or imprisonment. So Ezra was supposed to make sure that people know the law of God, that people obey it, and that those who don't obey are punished. When Ezra goes to Jerusalem and reaches there and does the first two things, and he's going to do the, second, the third thing, he realizes something is wrong. He cannot ensure that people are obeying the law of God because they've already broken it. So look at Ezra, now open chapter 9. Ezra chapter 9, I'm going to read verse 1 to 3. This is what the people had done. After these things had been done, the first two things that the king had said Ezra should do. After these, two, after these things had been done, the leaders came to me and said, the leaders went to Ezra and said, the people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves from the neighboring peoples with their detestable practices like those of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, and Amorites. They have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons and have mingled the holy rest with the peoples around them. And the leaders and officials have led the way in this unfaithfulness. So the people came to Ezra and reported themselves and said, we've already broken one of God's laws. But by the time you report yourself that you've broken the law, it means you knew the law and you have broken it. Like the teacher said, don't run on the stairs and you run, and you know you shouldn't do it. Oh, like the border border people know, drive on the right side of the road, but they still drive on the wrong side. Then the people who drive cars, I don't know what laws they break. Verse 3, when Ezra heard this, he tore, let me read it as it says, when I heard this, I tore my tunic and cloak, pulled hair from my head and beard, and sat down appalled. Verse 4, then everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles. And I sat there appalled until the evening sacrifice. So what the people had done was so bad, so, so bad, so terrible that Ezra was so upset 
he pulled the hair from his head. Can you imagine how painful that is? And from his beard, he tore his clothes. He sat on the ground and he was just there so sad and crying before God and saying, what, what are you going to do to these people? What are you going to do to us, Lord? Because we did this before and you punished us, but now we are doing it again. What is going to happen to us? So Ezra went to God and confessed their sin and confessed. But I want you to see why this law is a law that they broke. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse, I'm going to read verse 1, part of verse 1, and then I'll jump to verse 3. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land you're entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites, Gigashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. Verse 3, I'm jumping to verse 3. Do, do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons for they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods and the lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you so god had told his people when you're in the land i've given you don't intermarry with the nations around you because they serve other gods if you marry with if you intermarry with them they will lead you away from me and I will punish you which is what happened the first time but now the people had come back and they had done the exact same thing that God has said don't do which was going to lead them into further sin and turning away from God so this is why this sin was such a big deal so when the people came back from exile this was the second group led by Ezra they had a chance for a fresh start they had rebuilt the temple they had come back in the land. They were living under God in his land and they were supposed to be enjoying his blessings. But instead they failed. They broke one of God's laws. They married these other people who were going to lead them again away from God. And Ezra, who was supposed to ensure that people obey God's law, were, was upset. But the thing is, it's not that the people didn't know what was wrong. They knew the right thing. They even had Ezra, the teacher of the law, with them. But even with the knowledge of the law, they still disobeyed God. They broke God's rules. So laws or rules do not stop people from doing wrong things. The people must want to obey the law, and this comes from the heart. The Israelites needed to want to obey the law, and th that had to happen in the heart even when they knew it. They needed to want to obey the law. And that happens in the heart. So most times when we do wrong, we know that it's wrong in our hearts. And we should repent and ask God to help us not to do the wrong things again. But having laws or rules that do not necessarily stop people from doing the wrong thing, as we have seen in the story. God's people knew his law, but still did the wrong thing. They were caught in a cycle of sin. They were repeating the same things, the same things, the same things. So God's word can convict people, can make people realize they've done wrong, but it doesn't exactly stop them 
from doing the wrong thing. Just like when you know they've said go to bed at nine and for you you want to go and first play or when they say I don't know when they say do something and you know they've told you but you want to do something else. It's not that you don't know, you just don't want to do it. So in addition to God's laws or God's rules or God's word, we need God to change the heart so that people will want to obey. So these people needed God to change their hearts so that they will want to obey. If our hearts are changed, then we will want to obey. Having the laws was not enough for God's people. Their hearts needed to be changed so that they would want to follow God's rule. And in the same way for us, in addition to God's word, we need God to change our hearts to keep us from sin. So, if you remember at the beginning, I asked what causes people to do the wrong thing even when they know the right thing. The thing is, our hearts are not changed. We need our hearts to be changed so that we want to obey the rules or to do the right things. Just like God's people needed their hearts changed and we too need our hearts to be changed so that we can follow God's rules or laws or live the way God wants us to live. So I want you to think, what rules do you find hard to obey at home? Yeah? What rules do you struggle to obey at school? And what about what God says? In which ways do you struggle to obey God and his word? What areas in your life do you struggle to obey God and his word? And when you've thought about those areas and identified them, if you want to obey but you're struggling, I want us to take a moment and ask God to help us obey, to change our hearts so that we can obey him. So think about those things and then we'll pray and ask for God's help and especially ask him to change our hearts so that we can obey him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you because it's living and active. But we also thank you because it helps us know what, how you want us to live. And Lord, sometimes we struggle to live the way you would wa want us to live. We struggle to do the right things even when we know them. And Lord, we ask, we come to you and ask for your help. We pray that you'll help us to obey you. We pray that you'll change our hearts and cause us to be obedient towards you and towards also other rules and regulations in the world that we live in that are for our good, but we still break. Lord, I pray that you will cause us to want to do the right things, change our hearts and make us more willing and able to do what you would have us do and to live for your glory. We thank you because we can come to you in prayer and ask for your help. And we pray that you will be with us throughout this week and help us to live in obedience to you. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. So, I have been talking about the lesson, our learning point, as I've explained, but I'm going to read it and see whether it makes sense to you. Our learning point says, in addition to God's word, 
we need God to change our hearts to keep us from sin. In addition to God's word, we need God to change our hearts to keep us from sin. The people we've seen in the story knew God's word. They knew the law, but they still broke it. They still sinned and they needed God to change their hearts. And we've seen that in our world today. We know the right things to do. Many people know the right things to do, but they can they still do the wrong things. So, in addition to God's word, which tells us what we should do, we need God to change our hearts to keep us from sin. And that is what we are learning today. So, any area that you struggle in to obey, please ask God to change your heart and cause you to be willing to obey and cause you to obey. So our challenge for this week is to purpose, to live in obedience to God, to do the right things, to obey our, to obey God, but also to obey our parents and our teachers at school, to try as, as much as possible to do the right thing. And when we are struggling, to ask God for help. So purpose this week to live in obedience to God and ask for his help in the areas that you're struggling with. And if you're one of those people who, who do the Bible readings that we give for the week, this week we are reading Ezra chapter 3 and chapter 4. Last week we read Ezra chapter 1 and chapter 2. This week we are reading Ezra chapter 3 and chapter 4. Our memory verse is the same as last week. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It says, For no matter how many promises God has, God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. I'm going to read it again. You can read it with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. And the way that verse relates to what we are reading is that Christ, when he came and when he was on earth, he fully obeyed God. He didn't fail like the Israelites. He didn't fail like us. So in him, we can have help and the grace to obey God. And that is our lesson for this week. I hope you will obey God this week and ask for his help where you're struggling. God bless you and have a nice week. Bye.